So we have been doing a, a study on faith, I think for the last, uh, I don't remember even how many months, maybe more than two months. And today I just want to conclude that. So we are going to have a concluding session today for the faith series, uh, which we did from Hebrew chapter 11. So as we are about to conclude the faith series, let's look at some of the uh, you know, important aspects of Hebrew 11. Let's do a quick recap of what we learned about the great heroic figures of faith from the great faith hall of fame that is Hebrew chapter 11. So we did a good, you know, quite a bit of analysis uh, on this chapter to understand what faith means. No, I don't really know how much deep these, you know, this study went into your heart, but certainly it opened up my eyes, and you know, it really helped me to see, you know, different things what God has in store for me. Now, I just want you to, you know, maybe take this opportunity and then just wait upon the Lord to find out what God wants to talk to you this morning. So we have gone through all the heroic figures, most of them, and we talked about Abel, let's do a quick recap. And Abel just believed in God. Probably his parents were telling what they were going through in the Garden of Eden and their encounter with God Almighty and how they got created on this earth. And Abel just believed everything. Whereas Cain, probably he couldn't. Abel just believed and it was pleasing in the sight of God. And God accepted the offering that Abel offered to God. We talked about Enoch. See, he had a great faith in God. What of God says, he Enoch walked with God. And he was just taken up. He, he didn't see the death. And as he was walking along with God, we found out that God revealed some of the great and important truths about the New Testament. The things which are about to come. God revealed those things to Enoch because we know in Jude there is a scripture that says Enoch prophesied about the second coming of Lord Jesus Christ. So obviously God revealed so many secrets to Enoch, the things which are about to happen. We talked about Noah. Noah just obeyed the instruction from God. He trusted his word like anything, even though the situation around him, the things what we, he was about to see was not seen by Noah before, but Noah just believed, just, he just took God's word literally and he was just waiting upon God for things to happen. And he just believed for a supernatural thing and God accepted and Noah is one of the figures, heroic figures in the faith hall of fame. And we talked about Abraham. By faith Abraham obeyed the call of God. Without knowing where he was going. He was dwelling in tents in the foreign land as a stranger. And he waited for the city built by God. That's what the word of God says. Abraham was a good example for us today. Because when we don't have any clue of what's going on in our lives. Abraham is a good example. He still speaks to us. When God asked Abraham by faith let go Isaac as an offering, he just obeyed to the call of God. You know, we saw quite a few reasons of Abraham's faith. We talked about God was not a stranger to Abraham. The reason why Abraham, one of the reasons why Abraham just immediately obeyed and took Isaac to sacrifice 
It was not a stranger telling him to sacrifice Isaac. He considered Abraham as one of his family members, God as one of his family members. He just relied, he will do something good for my family, for my son. God was a family member. And Abraham believed death doesn't limit God's ability. It was a strong belief Abraham had that made him to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. Abraham also believed the New Testament doctrine of resurrection of the dead. Even if Isaac dies, one day he is going to rise from the dead. He just believed it. And Abraham understood, also understood, it is his privilege, not his right to hold Isaac. It is his privilege. He just got it from God. Like Job says, you know, it is, it is God has given and he has just taken it. That's it. And nobody can question it. It is his privilege to handle all the blessings as he was living on this earth. We talked about Sarah. By faith Sarah conceived not on her own strength. When she was off the age, she was past the age. She just got conceived by the strength of God. And God honored her faith. We talked about Isaac. Isaac obeyed God and he sowed the seed even when it was not seasoned to do so. And when he sowed the seed, God multiplied and God blessed him and he reaped hundredfold. And Isaac also dug the wells of Abraham which was filled with mud by the Philistines. Isaac, he started digging those wells and as he was digging, he found water. Even in the dryness, even in the time of famine, he found water and he was living in plenty. He was such a man of faith. We talked about Jacob and Jacob blessed his sons. Jacob blessed all his sons and he also extended his blessing to the sons of Joseph. You know Joseph's descendants were blessed by Jacob and later we realize Joseph's uh, two sons Ephraim and Manasseh they become the tribes of Israel and there was a reason for the blessing and how he could do that he could do it by faith that's what word of God says we talked about Joseph Joseph believed that the children of Israel one day they will depart from Egypt and he told them very clearly don't worry about it it's not going to go forever one day God is going to bring you out of this bondage and he just believed and he also told his bones will be buried with his father's bones he doesn't want his bones to be buried in the ungodly land he wants his bones to be carried over and buried in the godly land along with his forefathers and we see that that prophecy or that his faith is getting fulfilled as Joshua taking his bones and burying in the blessed land we talked about Moses' parents. Moses' parents, they were hiding him even after knowing the consequences of doing so. You know, they took uh, so much of risk in their lives and they were hiding Moses even for, you know, three months. And when Moses grew up, he became a little child and when Pharaoh's daughter said Moses is going to be considered as my son you know Moses parents were letting him go they could do it by faith we talked about the faith of Moses by faith Moses made a decision to come out of the palace of Pharaoh to suffer affliction along with the children of Israel and because he thought it is better to suffer for Christ than to our into own treasures in the land of Egypt he could have become a mighty man under Pharaoh but then he didn't want to do it he just chose to suffer go through pain along with the children of God we see a step of faith Moses took a step of faith you know by faith 
He just asked people to observe Passover. He asked people to sprinkle the land, uh, sprinkle the blood of the lamb everywhere. Believing that, you know, when the angel of death passed over by the house of children of Israel, it will not kill any of the firstborn. He just believed it and it happened so. And he also took a faith, step of faith and he left Egypt. Took all the children of Israel, you know, into the wilderness. He was not afraid of Pharaoh. You know, he could set his eyes above the one who has called him to do so. The one who called him into this ministry. And he just took them into the wilderness. It was a step of faith. And the writer of Hebrews really admires the faith of Moses. The faith of the children of Israel we talked about again. As they were crossing the Red Sea, you know, God was, you know, giving them instruction to forget about the past. And they were, you know, God was speaking to the children of Israel through Moses to build up their faith. And he said very clearly, the Egyptians who are you, whom you see today you will see them anymore you, you will not see them again in your lifetime and he just strengthened their faith there and we see you know we, we see they were just you know moving forward as the Lord gave the instruction to Moses ask the children of God the children of Israel to move forward you know that was the instruction given they just took the instruction and as they were moving forward you know they could cross the Red Sea they were not worried about whether they will be buried into the sea by faith they could walk through the Red Sea the walls of Jericho we talked about it fell down as they encircled for seven days and we also talked about there are three different walls it can just come in our way and it can you know stop all the blessings that what God has today we talked about the wall that is built within us which is not seen by others we talked about the wall that is built around us which is seen by others we also talked about the walls of Jericho that is built by others including the enemy the devil so we talked about all those things the wall of Jericho and what children of Israel they how they conquered that uh, that city it stands as a faithful testimony of faith today we talked about Rahab the Rahab's faith Rahab's faith was she just heard about what is going on in this land she just heard about the, 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 the passengers who are, you know, who are passing by Rahab's house they had stories of, to tell her about what is going on in the land of Israel they talked about the Red Sea and they talked about the Jericho the way all the cities were conquered by the children of Israel and Rahab her faith was something you know peculiar Rahab told if the Lord can do it earlier he can do it again in your life in fact he, she was encouraging those two spies and telling them you know your Lord will hand over this city to in your hand and when that happens just take care of my family don't destroy my family you know that was his, her plea on that day Rehab's faith was a faith that worked she took the spies in her house and she dropped them out she couldn't you know she didn't you know submit them to the hand of the authority there she just helped them to escape it was a faith that works we also saw Rehab's faith is a saving faith because of her faith her family was not destroyed on that day and I remember last week we talked about Gideon Gideon was another man of faith who defeated Midians with just 300 men you know his strategy wanted to, was to defeat Midian with 32,000 but God brought that number down to 300 and he told him you can do it because you are a mighty man of valor mighty man of courage and we talked about his faith you know Bible adds you know a few more things 
to this hall of faith let's read that from 32 verse 32 hebrew chapter 11 verse 32 and what more shall i say for the time would fail me to tell of gideon and barak and samson and jephthah also of david and samuel and the prophets and the writer of hebrew he's just started putting all the heroes of faith one after another at some point of time he realized he cannot go anymore because there is no more space you know if we keep on going writing about all the heroes of faith you know he he, he there is no space for to do so so he's kind of trying to conclude you know the way same way we do today he was just trying to conclude and he says time will not allow me to do that you know if you want to go and go and write about all these people who had and uh, lived such a great life of faith you know we find we uh, these men and women they achieved great things by faith you know everything we talked about until now it's all supernatural nothing was natural the way sarah got conceived the way children of israel crossed the red sea the way the fort of jericho fell down you know the way uh, moses you know could uh, you know take them out of egypt everything was supernatural nothing was by natural means in, if, if you move a little further let's go to verse 33 let's read that who through faith they did great things for God they subdued kingdom they worked righteousness obtained promises they stopped the mouths of lion you know you know you don't see Daniel being listed here we don't see Shadrach Meshach Abednego being listed as I said you know there are many more heroes of faith their names are left out because there is no space to write you know even the word of God when it concludes it says that if we want to write all the miracles that Jesus did there is no space it will never stop so all that we can read today is a portion of it you know that's why we don't understand our God Almighty completely you know people try to read this word of God and then try to relate you know God try to understand God with the very little information we have in our hand God is very far beyond all that we have here that's why we struggle to understand about God Almighty so here we see the writer of Hebrews putting it that way and he is saying that there are many more things have happened by faith people achieve great things so it is good to know that what we can achieve by faith it is good to know that we can achieve great things by faith you know today there is a, so much of preaching about faith there are churches they just you know preach about faith just by faith you know you need to just close your eyes and just believe for it and it will happen to you you know even people take it to an extreme of preaching if you want a car just you know pray about it and you close your eyes and just think about the color bring that color in front of you and just see visualize that color of that car and that car you know just standing in front of you and you just speak a word and it will happen you know people there is so much of preaching is going on about faith and faith is not that all about it's not just that all about what we have seen is one side of the coin and there is another face to the word faith I think we need to spend a little more time to know what it is faith is not always to achieve or to receive faith is also to lose or to give away faith is also to let it go 
Faith is not always to receive. Faith is not always to live in plenty. Faith is not always to live in good health. Faith is not always to live prosperous. Faith is also to lose. Faith is also to give. Faith is also to live in sickness. Faith is also to live in poverty. Faith is also to live in struggle. Abraham let go the only son Isaac when God asked him to do so. It is true that he was a man of faith. But you know how much he would have gone through in his heart when God asked him to take his only son? We, we know it if we, if we put our child in that position. Then we know the pain of it. Abraham would have gone through that pain. It is faith. But it is painful. Moses' parents let Moses go when he was to be called as Pharaoh's daughter's son. Today, if somebody calls and you know tells you, it's not your child, it is my child. What will be your reaction to it? You know, in, in olden days we talk about, and even in my house also they talked about some point of time, but maybe not casually, but not with nothing very serious. We had three of us in our home. Some point of time, you know, we were talking about <coughs> one child, I don't know the context exactly, I don't remember, but then my mom has two other sisters. Why not one of us can be their child? So for some reason they talked about it. And that couldn't be accepted by, you know, my parents. They couldn't be accepted. So when some such thing happens, how can you take it? We cannot give it. And the Bible talked about, you know, Moses being considered as Pharaoh's daughter. Moses' parents had a faith and the pain of letting Moses go to be considered as Pharaoh's daughter. Moses let go the passing pleasures of Egypt. That was a difficult time for Moses. He had everything plenty. And he took a step of faith. And that faith was not easy. That faith was not that pleasant. That faith, you know, was letting things go. So faith is not always to give, not always to achieve or to receive, but it is also to give. Faith is also taking risks for God. Faith is also taking risks for the sake of God. You know, Moses' parents took a risk of keeping Moses for three months. They could do it by faith, but there is a risk. Children of Israel took a risk of walking through the Red Sea. They were not sure. They see the sea is just standing as a, you know, as a wall in both sides. <laughs> but they need to walk through it. And what is the guarantee that the sea will not come and fill them up? But they could do it. They could take the risk. Rahab took a risk of hiding the spices inside her house, you know, for a few days without telling the officials. And she knew very well, if they come to know that, you know, somebody came and knocked the door and they asked whether somebody is there inside the house. She said no. You know, that is the courage she took. That is a risk she took, in fact. If they you know, broke open the door and then if they came inside and found these spies inside, Rahab's condition would have been really pathetic. You know, they, she took that risk. Faith is also, you know, not always receiving from God. Faith is also to let things go. Faith is also to take the risk in God's kingdom. You know, Bible accounts for instances where saints of God let go the pleasures, safety, and comfort and even their lives for the sake of having faith in God you know faith we need we cannot neglect the other side of faith we can read it in Hebrew in the subsequent verses let's read from Hebrew chapter 11 verse 35 
women received their dead raised to life again others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection verse 36 still others had trials of mockings and scourgings yet yes and of chains and imprisonments verse 37 they were stoned they were sawn into two they were tempted were slain with the sword they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute afflicted tormented of whom the world was not worthy they wandered in deserts and mountains in dens and caves of the death of the earth Bible also accounts what people have gone through as they had faith in God I just want to tell a story here I, I don't know whether you know the story is appropriate here which we are talking about faith such a you know the other part of faith but then anyway this will help us a story of a mountain climber who was desperate to conquer or to you know defeat some of the records which was set in his time and he was trying to climb one of the tallest mountain in Argentina and he initiated this climb after a years quite a few years of severe preparation you know he's just going through all this you know things he has to do disciplines he has to bring and the training and practices but he wanted to gain all his glory for himself so therefore he just went up to the mountain all alone by himself so he started climbing and it becoming later in the evening he realized he was not really prepared for camping you know as he was just climbing in that mountain and he found out it is so cold outside and it is so dark and he was not really prepared for camping over there because his he was really aggressive and he just wanted to you know achieve that uh, target and the night came through there is a heaviness of you know uh, of the high altitude he could feel in his body and surrounding everywhere as it was a very pitch dark and the visibility was absolutely zero there is nothing he could see everything was black and there was no moon there and it was totally cloud even he couldn't get the light from the stars and as he was climbing a ridge at about 100 meters from the top he just slipped and he fell down and while he was falling all that he could see is the darkness surrounding him and everything was dark he kept on falling for a while and it was in that anguish moment you know there are some good things about going on in his mind then if he could make it and he will be the best in a mountain climber but same time he is also threatened about his for his life he was not not just sure what is going on so a good mountain climber and now you know as everyone does he has the rope to hold on he is just holding on to the rope and there is no other way to escape because he found that his body is freezing because he was not prepared to handle that and he found out the sensation of the gravity sucking him towards the ground it is too high on his body and that moment of stillness he decided to call for help and he just asked God if you are there can you help me please and God answered from heaven what do you want me to do and he said Lord save me and he asked God asked do you think really that I can save you and he answered of course you are my God you can save me at this situation 
And then God said, he cut the rope that you are holding on. And there was a moment of silence and stillness. The man just held the rope very tightly. And he was just holding on to that rope very tightly. The next day the rescue team found a man frozen completely, a mountain climber, holding on to his rope very tightly, just two feet above the ground. You know, all that he heard, the voice from heaven, cut off the rope. Faith is not just making sure everything is alright. Before taking a decision, you know, that's what we do. We just make sure everything is alright. We are, even if the rope gets cut off, we will make sure we are land safely on the ground. That's not the faith. Looks like it doesn't. Faith is just obeying God's voice. But I don't know, how do we differentiate when God says something into our lives, when God asks us to do, faith is just obeying God's voice. It is not always pleasant, but obeying God's voice is what is faith. I would like to add another story to it. It was raining all the day, and this particular man, he was living all alone in his house. He expected the rain to stop at some point of time. The rain didn't stop. We know the story mostly. The rain was, you know, just pouring and it was flooding everywhere. Finally, he had to fly away. He had to do something about his life. And he started climbing on his rooftop. And as he was sitting on the top of his roof, uh, top of his roof, there is flood everywhere. And there are rescue boats coming on its way. They were trying to rescue those who are, you know, just hanging on somewhere. So there is a rowboat, it appeared. And, but this man was just praying to God, Lord, help me, save me from this situation. And the man in the rowboat, he just waved his hand, he cried out and he said, if you are waiting for looking for help, I am here to help you. I can just take you to the safe place. And he said, no. I don't know to come. I'm just waiting for God to answer to me. And he just started praying to God, Lord, save me. For a moment he found that you know, the water level is rising up again and again. And there's a speedboat that appeared. And that man who was riding the speedboat, he shouted with his voice. And he said, if you are looking for help, I'm here to help you. Can you just come over? And this man who was sitting on the top of the roof, he said, No, I don't want to come. I'm just waiting for God to answer. And he cried out with his voice and he said, Lord, I need help. I need to be rescued. In a few moments later, there was a helicopter which came on his way. And the pilot announced, made an announcement with a speaker and he said, a loudspeaker and he said, If someone is there waiting for help, we just drop the rope. You need to hold on to that rope. We will rescue you. And this man just looked at him and he said, no, I'm just waiting for my God to rescue me. I'm just praying. He was just waiting there. And eventually this man died. And when he arrived in heaven, when he made, made it to heaven because he's a godly man, he just reached heaven and this man marched right straight forward to God and asked Heavenly Father and he said, I had faith in you. I prayed to you to save my life. Yet you did nothing about it. And God gave him a puzzled look and replied, I send you a rowboat. 
I send you a steam uh, uh, speedboat. I also send you a helicopter. But you denied all my help. You know, faith is also knowing God's provision. You know, God's timing. And taking a decision to move forward as the Lord opens the doors in our lives. The man on the roof was not really pushed into the boat. There was an option given to him. There is an option given to him. If you want, you can just come and join. I will rescue you. You know, that's how God works. When God wants us to take a step of faith, he doesn't really corner us to push into it. He expects us to, as a gentleman, a woman, get up and walk and do and go forward. And that's what God expects. In our territory, there are men and women of God. They decided to let things go for the sake of God. For the sake of gospel. For the sake of receiving eternal glory. You know, as we are trying to conclude, you know, I just want to think about such men and women around us. What about great missionaries? They let go their children for the sake of God. One side we see faith giving us, bringing us so much of blessing and helping us to live in a luxury, in, in a blessed situation. On the other side we see men and women of God, by faith they took a step of faith and they let their go their children, they let go their loved ones and take a journey to the hostile land. And they even let go their lives for the sake of gospel. We need to consider their lives too. They are living by faith. The same way how people are God today living on this land in their luxury. They are receiving, they are able to receive everything by faith. This men and women of God, they are able to walk into the jungle and give their lives by faith. It is the same faith Hebrew 11 talks about. Saints of God who make personal commitment to God and they live up to that. You know, I admire the saints of God who take a decisions such as not to wear jewelry. It is a decision they take. I don't want all this jewelry in my life. Not to take medicine. God can be my healer. I don't want to be taken into hospital what, no matter what happens in my life. I just want to keep away from medicine because I believe, literally I believe, God is my healer. They don't even have television at their house. They deny that blessing. They say that if I have television in my house, there obviously there are good things, and but more than good things, there are bad things. My children end up in watching it. I don't want that. I admire their faith. I admire their step they take for God. They don't want to wear costly clothing. They just want to wear simple cloth just to cover their body. They don't want to live in Bangla. They don't want to buy home. They don't want to own property on this yet. Because they believe everything is eternal. You know, they appear to be fools in front of us. You know, most of the time we make really fun of them, especially in our countries. When they, when they say that we don't take medicine, we don't, uh, you know, wear jewelry, we just make fun of them. It's easy to make fun of them. It is easy to really talk about them. But when we think about their personal commitment they make to the Lord, they do it for the sake of God. You know,
know, we get into trouble when they start preaching it and when they start, they start you know, institutionalizing these things in the church, we are in trouble. But then, when we look at their personal commitment, it is between them and it is with God. You know, I always admire one of my uncle's family and recently she passed away, my aunt, and they were in faith. They, were, they didn't take medicine. I know she was going through pains after pains, severe pains for years after year due to her hernia and all those kind of issues and internal bleedings and all those things. They never, you know, wanted to go to hospital or consult any physician, never taken a medicine in their lifetime. They survived, 60, 70 years they survived by the grace of God. You know, people have taken you know, specific commitments by God, <coughs> for the sake of God, <coughs> by faith. Bible says they do so that they may have a better resurrection they do so that they may have a better resurrection in verse 35 we read that other versions put it slightly different way women received their dead raised to life again others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they may obtain a better resurrection and NLT says they place their hope in a better life after the resurrection. You know the reason why forsake all those things when they live on this world. The reason why they, they don't want to enjoy all those things when they live on this world. They set their eyes upon what things are going to happen after resurrection. Today it is hard for us to even believe that there is a resurrection of the dead. But then they set their life and mind and they kept everything aside because they know for sure you know the things which is about to happen. You know, when we know for sure we are going to get a better job, we don't really worry about the troubles we go through in like our current job. We know three months down the line, I'm going to get a better job, better position, better salary. I will just try to accommodate myself with the current things. I don't really care about it. You know, when we know for sure we are going to move into a better house, we don't really care about the inconvenience what we are going through as we are living in a single room. Our kitchen and washroom and the lobby and friend room, everything is just one room. But I'm okay living there because I know for sure in a few days I'm going to move to a better house. You know, when we want to go for long vacation, I don't really mind working 12 hours every day. I will just work 12 hours and gain that hours. But anyway, I'm going one week I'm going out on a long vacation. It is the same scenario when we talk about faith. You know, these saints of God, when they decided not to go to hospital, for example, or to handle their sickness with pain under the grace of God, and they want to stay in divine healing, you know, they knew for sure there is a life that is totally pain-free. There is a life which is ahead of them that is totally pain-free. You know, when they took a decision not to decorate themselves with the gold and the precious stones and all those things, they know for sure one day they are going to walk in streets paved with gold. You know, when they consider the future, these things, they become immaterial for them. You know, when they teach their children not to watch television, you know, not to go to movies with other friends, not to live like this world, the way the world lives, you know, they tell them that there is a greater pleasure that is reserved in heaven for them. And it will be given if they let go the temporary pleasures what this world can offer today. 
And that's how they teach their children. And they put their mind, set their mind upon the things about to come. That is faith. That is a kind of faith. And that's the faith the Bible is talking about. You know, with that faith, they allow themselves to be stoned. With that faith, they were sawn, they were cut into two. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. They decided, this world is not worthy of me. When you sit and talk to a missionary for a few minutes, we will come to know the commitment that they have taken in their life. That is so amazing. I cannot be nowhere near to it. That commitment, they don't tell it outwardly, but when you spend some time, they will tell one by one. Now I have seen such a great men and women of God. You know, some man, uh, I don't want to tell the name here, but then, you know, he came to an extent in his life. He made a very small room and he said, I just need a room, where a space where I can kneel down. Not even I don't want to tr- stretch my cart. I just have a need a place where I can just kneel down. He's alive today and all that he does is just pray. Just kneel down and pray. You know, faith, what about the faith of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? We read that in Daniel. Let's go to Daniel chapter 3 before we conclude. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. Here we see Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Verse 16, Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the cause, sorry, that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Verse 18. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. You know, that was their faith. As I usually say, the faith doesn't always guarantee an escape. The faith, their faith, even if they, escape, they believe that God is able to escape them, but then even if they don't escape, they still have faith in God. You know, that's what our faith today need to be. You know, when something, very small things happen in our lives, you know, we really stumble upon the fact that whether we have faith in God or not. If someone is really going through sickness in his life, in her life, that doesn't mean that they don't have faith in God. If someone is going through trouble in their family, it doesn't mean that they don't have faith in God. It is by faith. It is by faith we go through all these things on this earth. Faith is always not receiving. It is letting our fantasies, our dreams, our comforts and our life to go for the sake of eternity. You know, if God is calling us to let go certain things, let us be willing to do so in our lives. You know, when God calls us to take a step of faith, you know, our condition will be like the same situation, the condition of the man who refused to let go the rope. But then his end was not good. If God is asking us to do something, 
it is just better to go for it. I'm not really talking about you know leaving everything and getting to full-time ministry or something like that. No, I'm not talking about that. It is a very simple things in our day-to-day living. You know, we'll be like the man who is sitting on the rooftop, and even after God telling him in spite, you know, re- re- you know, repeatedly, but if he is not obeying the voice of God, his life is miserable. You know, I have seen many men and women who said no to the call of God in their lives could never come up in their lives. It was too late for them when they really want to do something for God. You know, some of my friends who denied and neglected the call of God, you know, they don't even they don't even live today on this earth. If they would have given their life to God, probably they would have died for the sake of God or his kingdom. And they are not alive today. At some point of time, there was a decision making time, but then they were too late in their decision making the decision. I have seen people willfully rejecting the call of God and neglecting the work of God and missing God given opportunity. They are still wandering without rest in their lives. And God is asking us, is calling us into this life of faith which has both dimension to it. I don't know what God wants us to let go and take a decision of moving forward as he was asking the children of Israel to move forward. Let's before we close let's read the final two verses of Hebrew 11 39 and 40. And all this having obtained the whole list of people who are listed here all this having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. You know what the writer of Hebrews is telling here. They have named, they have God gained good name for their faith but then they have not seen the promise yet. They are all Old Testament you know, men and women of God who had faith in God. They didn't have the opportunity to see the promise, the blessed land. Or they didn't have the opportunities to see the Savior, the Redeemer coming to this world. But you and I, we have gone through him. We have seen him coming to this world to redeem the mankind. So we have, we are better. You know, the people of God who are living in the current dispensation of grace. You know, there is no other, there was no other dispensation like the dispensation of grace. Because God made every provision available for his church. And God calls his church as his bride. You know, there is no other better things that ever the people had, those who lived in, in, in the way back on this world. You know, God is calling us. To a better living today and to walk by faith not by sight I want to read the first two verses of the very next chapter Hebrew 12 therefore after knowing all these people and in their lives what they have achieved by great faith they have achieved great things but they also let go great things for the sake of God and for the sake of gospel therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses all these people whom we have seen let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us you know what we are trying to conclude here 
so what all these people they had a good life and they lived a life of faith so what it means to me today and that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying he's saying since you are surrounded with all these testimonies all these witnesses what we need to do let us lay aside every weight let us lay aside everything that is trying to pull us today to this ground let's remove those things in our lives let us move forward let's remove the sins which are entangling us which we are ensnared with let us run with endurance the race that is set before us verse 2 looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has set sat down at the right hand of the throne of God you know he is telling us to look at Jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith the reason he is bringing Jesus the faith Jesus had on God is much much greater than what the Old Testament people had and today we have he was the son of God and word of God says there is no faith outside Jesus because he is the author of the faith you know that we came into this faith the faith walk today what we walk with God it's by Jesus because he's the one who started that not some preacher or not some pastor or not our parents it was started by Jesus one day in our lives the moment we received him as a savior and it also says he's the finisher of our faith and word of God says you can still continue to trust in him don't trust any of those tes- testimonies they are all given as a witness for you to just look at but then you need to set your eyes continually upon Jesus Christ because he is the author and finisher of our faith you know we learned a lot about faith and I want to ask you what is the God asking us today in response is he asking us to take a step of faith to live for God is he asking us to let go few things for the sake of God's kingdom as we live on this earth is he asking us to take certain risks in God's kingdom so that we can advance God's kingdom in the very few years which are left out in front of us on this earth is he asking us to give up something in our life for the sake of God is he asking us to lay aside every weight that we are carrying today the unwanted weight the burden about our future the burden about our health the burden about our children the burden about our our situation our our situation at home are we worried about it maybe God is asking us to lay those things aside it doesn't really matter you have seen the witnesses standing in front of you you see me as an author and finisher of your faith what else you need that that's what God may be talking to you or is he asking us to leave that sin that we are entangled so deeply today I don't know how we are going to receive or respond give a response to the voice of God today God has spoken to every one of us this morning shall we just close our eyes